Well, good morning, church, and welcome back. Are we well? Good. It's good to be in the house of God, isn't it? It's good to be with the people of God, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Well, I do hope you have all had a fantastic Christmas and New Year. I really do. And like Amanda said, Pastor Mel and Jacob are away this week. They have a week of annual leave, but they will be back next Sunday. So here we are. The first service of 2023. Woo-woo. Can I get a woo-hoo? <laughs> Fantastic. The beginning of a new year. And this is a time of year that generally causes us to do two things. It causes us to look back and to look forward, right? It causes us to look back at the year that was, to reflect the year that was. But also it, it causes us to, to look forward in wonder about what awaits us this new year. What awaits us as we are about to step foot onto unknown land. And with this wondering and pondering and reflecting and learning, normally comes a desire to set some New Year's resolutions, right? <laughs> Who's made New Year's resolutions yet? Who's broke them yet? <laughs> something that we can we can commit to focusing on that will bring an intended positive change um, or of behavior positive result and like I say some of us may have already made them new year resolutions some of them some of us may have failed miserably already but some of us may still be deciding some of us may still be deciding so with that in mind I want us to ask this question together this morning. At the start of 2023, as we're about to step foot onto this unknown land, as we look in in wonder about what awaits us this year, let us ask ourselves, what is the first thing? What is the main thing that I can focus my attention on? The title of my message this morning is First Things First. First Things First. Because really, when we make these New Year's resolutions, what we're all searching for is a deeper level of contentment and satisfaction within us, aren't we? This deeper level of peace and joy and just this flourishing, it internal life, this inner life. So what does come first? What is going to bring me closer to finding that kind of life this year? And as we ponder this question together today, I want to take us to the gospel of Mark to offer us the words of Jesus. Words and instructions that I believe are going to help us make a decision this morning. Now first, just a little background to the text that we're about to read. Jesus has made his triumphant entry into Jerusalem on the donkey with his disciples, and it is the beginning of Holy Week. In around five days' time, Jesus Christ will be hanging on a cross, crucified. He's been teaching on and off now for a few days in the temple at Jerusalem. And the different religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the teachers of the law, they've been questioning Jesus a lot. But their questioning, it wasn't sincere. They were trying to trap him. They were trying to draw him into a debate so he would say something wrong and they would have something to send him to his death with. But there was one man in the crowds 
One man, a scribe, which is a, an expert in the religious law, they would teach the law and explain the law. There was one man who seemed quite sincere in his questioning, actually. He wasn't about trying to trap Jesus or trick Jesus. It seemed this man genuinely wanted to know something from Jesus because he had seen something special in Jesus. He'd seen something different. As he'd been watching the debates, he'd seen how Jesus had answered all the questions so well. Maybe, the scribe thought, just maybe, this Jesus has the answer I'm searching for. Maybe, just maybe, Jesus will have what I need. Maybe Jesus can tell me what it is I need to focus on to bring me closer to that inner life that we're searching for, that contentment and peace and satisfaction. Maybe Jesus has the answer for us this morning. So let's turn to the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to start in Mark 28. One of the teachers of the religious law was standing there listening to the debates, and he realized that Jesus had answered well. So he asked, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Jesus replied, the most important commandment is this. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God is the one and only Lord. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The teacher of the religious law replied, well said, teacher. <laughs> Can you imagine saying that to Jesus? Yes, you're right, Jesus. Well said, you have spoken the truth by saying that there is only one God and no other. And I know it is important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than all of the burnt offerings and sacrifices required in the law. And realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared ask him any more questions. First things first in 2023, simple yet profound. Now this questioning from the scribe might sound a little strange to us, which is the greatest commandment? But a few centuries ago, and particularly for religious teachers and religious scholars, this question was heavily, heavily debated among the teachers. You see, there are 613 laws in the Torah alone. Now, that's a lot of things to focus your attention on, isn't it? That's a lot of things to divide your attention around. So the debates by these religious leaders in Jesus' time centered around, well, which is the most important law and which is the lesser law? Which, which laws and commandments are, are just light and which ones are really heavy? Which laws, if I break, are going to bring the most punishment? But which of the laws and commandments that if I uphold is going to bring me closer to this life that we're searching for, this life of God, this eternal life of satisfaction, joy, peace, contentment within? Which one is it? Because they knew that if they could learn this, if they could get this and they could focus all their attention on that one, 
and bring them closer to that life. And, you know, we might feel a little bit like this in our own lives sometimes, right? There's so much to focus on in our own search. There's so much competing for our attention and time and focus. And it's, we ask ourselves, what, which one, where do I start? What is it? What comes first? What is going to bring me to that eternal, internal life that I need? And Jesus says, there is one, and it's me. There is one, it's me. Just come back to loving me. Focus your attention on loving me with all that you are, all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Put me first place in your heart before all other things and commit yourself to cultivating an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, one where you love him and you allow yourself to be loved by him. Because this is the very foundation of our Christian life. It's the very center of our spiritual life. If we miss this, then we're missing the whole thing. This is first things first. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. Make sure he is first place in your heart because it is from this place, it is from this position that everything else in our lives will flow. Everything else in our lives will flow. Our work life, our home life, our family life, our church life, our service to God, our relationships, our capacity to love one another. You see, when we love the God who created us with all that we are, it becomes impossible not to love the people whose image they've been created in. It becomes impossible not to love people who have been created in the image of God. It becomes easier to forgive. It becomes easier to lay down grievances against one another. It becomes easier to love our enemies when we can see that they've been made in the image of a God we so love. And the more we commit to this, the more we commit to loving God first with all our hearts and allowing ourselves just to be loved by him, the easier this is going to become. Because the Bible says that love comes from God, right? God is love. We give to others what we receive from God. 1 John 4 tells us, dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God is love. I like what one author said, when we love God the most, we can love others best. When we love God the most, we can love others best. And this love that we're talking about here, it's not kind of that mushy, 
um, kind of romantic feeling type of love. This love speaks of a loving action. It's, it's, it's we choose to love God. We are choosing, we are making that decision on a daily basis that we are going to love God with all that we are. We are choosing to commit ourselves to the one God and allow him first place in our hearts. And it's a decision that we have to make today and every day. Love in action. A commitment we uphold to put God first place in our hearts. And we choose to love him because he is worthy of our love, right? We choose to love him because he's lovely and magnificent and wonderful. We choose to love him because he died for us. He forgave us. He redeemed us. He created new life in us. We choose to love him because he is our savior. We choose to love him because of who he is and what he has done for us. You know, I think about the people around Jesus at this time, as, as we've just read the scripture in Mark, and as he's saying these words, I think about the majority of people who will be around Jesus and hearing his, wor- his words, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the people of the law. These were people who expressed with their mouths that they loved Jesus, but their hearts had wandered far away from him. These were people who looked like they were doing all the right things, They were offering temple sacrifices. They were being obedient. They were serving God. But inside, they had stopped choosing to love God first. They were just going through the motions. They were disengaged. Their hearts disengaged. They were just going through the motions. And Jesus said about them in Matthew 15, these people honor me with their lips, yet their hearts are far from me. With their hearts, they are chosen to love other things more than God. Power, prestige, position, success, acclaim. And this decision, this choice that they made had took them further and further away from from the source of eternal life. So far, in fact, that when the living God was standing in front of them, they could not recognize him. They could not see him. Their hearts had closed off to him. Their hearts could no longer recognize him. And I wonder if the words of Jesus provoked just at least some of them in that moment. I wonder if it stopped just some of them in their tracks. I wonder if it stirred their hearts, convicted their hearts, challenged them to ask themselves, what have I been putting first place in my heart? Is it Jesus? Is it something else? I wonder, will we allow the words of Jesus to provoke us this morning? Will we allow the words of Jesus to wake us up a little, to stir us, to challenge us, maybe to redirect us for 2023, bring us a new focus and a new vision? Because maybe somewhere along the way, maybe somewhere in 2022, we've become distracted. We allowed ourselves to become distracted and we've forgotten what should come first in our life. We've forgotten what should hold first place in our heart. We got busy. We forgot. We got distracted. We wondered and we found ourselves just simply going through the motions in our relationship with God. Our hearts are disengaged. We're just going through the motions. 
And now we're struggling to recognize him in our life. We're struggling to see him in our life. What's he doing? Where is he? I can't see him anymore. I don't recognize the move of God in my life anymore. Can we put first things first again in 2023? Can we realign ourselves, realign our hearts? Let's come back to just loving Jesus with all that we are. Choose, choosing. It's a choice. We have to choose to love him with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind and all our strength. Because it is in this place. It's only in this place you'll find everything that you've been searching for in life. It's only in this place that the deepest longings and desires of your heart can be satisfied. It is in this place your heart will be open to him, all that he is, all that he has for you, all that he wants to be for you. And it is in this place that you will experience and be able to walk in a full measure of his presence. And it is in this place you will experience the full extent of his favor rest upon your life. You see, this wasn't the first time that these religious leaders and Pharisees said, this wasn't the first time that they'd heard this command. This wasn't a new thing for them. Jesus is quoting a command out of Deuteronomy, out of the book of Deuteronomy. And it was a command first given to the children of Israel by God through Moses. We can read it in Deuteronomy 6. God says, listen closely, Israel, and be careful to obey. Then all things, then all will go well with you. And you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. There it is, back in the book of Deuteronomy. This, they knew this command. If some of us know, it was already quoted by one scribe in the parable of the Good Samaritan. They knew this. Because ancient Israelites, the Israelite people of that time would quote this command daily. It's part of a famous Jewish prayer known as the Shema. And they would quote this, this command daily. And it's still quoted today by Jewish people, morning and night, particularly Orthodox Jewish people. They quote this morning and night. And it's a daily reminder to them of the foundations, the cornerstone of their faith, that they choose to give themselves, commit themselves holy and they choose to love just one creator God a reminder a daily reminder to them that nothing should take the place of God in their hearts you see regularly hearing this command will keep the commitment to love God before all things at the forefront of our minds it will keep it before us regularly hearing and responding to this command will keep our hearts open and responsive towards him which will enable us to walk in a greater measure of his presence and it will enable a greater flow of his favor to rest on our lives. It's interesting that God first gave this commandment to the children of Israel just as they were about to step into the promised land. 
Joshua was going to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. And God is giving them this commandment. And he's saying, as you are about to step into this unknown land, as you are about to step into unknown territory, as you are about to step into 2023, remember to keep choosing to love God with all that you are, all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind. Remember to keep putting him first before all things because then, then the full measure of his presence can go with you. Then the full flow of his favor can rest upon your life. He's reminding them, don't make the mistake of the last generation. Don't make the mistake of the fathers before you that closed their hearts off to God, that chose to put other things first, false God, idols, things that look like they could give us that kind of life, but in fact offered us no such life at all, only dead ends, only left us more searching and more questions and more confused. He said, don't make that mistake. Don't close your heart off to me. Don't close your heart off to me because if you do, the full measure of my presence can't go with you. The full flow of my favor cannot rest upon you. In fact, he told that generation, don't go and try and take the promised land. Don't do it because I can't go with you and you will not succeed. So it seems to me the extent to which God's people responded to this command was the extent to which his presence could go with them and his favor could rest upon them. Now, I don't know what 2023 holds for you, and I don't know what 2023 holds for me, but I know I want to walk in the full measure of God's presence. Is anyone with me in the house? I don't know what I'm up against in 2023. I don't know what you're up against, but I know I need the full extent of God's favor to rest upon my life. So I'm going to keep choosing today and every day. I'm going to keep choosing to love God with all that I am and making sure he's first place in my heart. In response to the scribe, um, in response to Jesus' answer, the scribe says, well, well said, teacher. You've spoken the truth by saying there is only one God and no other. And I know it's important to love him with all my heart and all my understanding and all my strength and to love my neighbor as myself. This is more important than all of the burnt offerings, all of the sacrifices that we can offer Jesus. This is more important. Now listen to what Jesus says to him here. Let's just listen. Realizing how much the man understood, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. You are not far from the kingdom of God. Love is central in the kingdom of God. Love before all things. Love comes first. Love for God. Love for others. The scribe began to understand. He began to understand and Jesus says to him, now you're really beginning to see what I came for. Now you're really beginning to understand what the kingdom of God is all about. Now, you're really beginning to see me. You're really beginning to see Jesus. Let's consider Jesus together for a moment. You know, the Bible says we are, we are able to love, like we're only able to love with, with a true love. Not a, not a self-love, not a perverted love. I'm talking about a true love that wants nothing in return. 
We're only able to love like this because he first loved us. He first loved us. It will be five days after answering the the scribe's question. Jesus would demonstrate the greatest love ever shown by choosing to die on a cross in our place. He chose you. He chose to put you before all other things. He chose to pour his love out on you. And he chose to demonstrate his eternal commitment to you by sealing it with his blood. And in doing so, he paved a way that for whosoever should call on his name will receive forgiveness and reconciliation back to God. It says in Romans, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you're hearing this today and you've not yet responded to the love of God with your heart, you could be in the room, you could be online. And I believe Jesus is calling you today. I believe he's calling you today. He says, I chose you too. I love you too. I died for you too. Will you choose him today? Will you choose him back today? And shortly I'll give you a chance to do that. We're going to say a prayer together. But for those of us here who have made the commitment to Jesus, somewhere along the way, somewhere in 2022, we just got busy. We got distracted. We allowed our hearts to wander. We allowed other things to take the place of God in our heart. Let's be reminded, first things first this morning. Let's be reminded with the words of Jesus. Also remembering it in Revelations 2, he says, I know all the things you do. I can see. I've seen your hard work, your patient endurance. I know that you don't tolerate evil people. You've examined the claims of those who said they are apostles, but they're not. You've discovered they are liars. You've patiently suffered for me without quitting. He says, but I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you first did. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. You know, I don't hear a rebuke in this. I hear the compassion in the words of Jesus here. Turn back to me. Come back to me. Stop doing Stop being, stop being busy. Stop holding on to things that might hinder your relationship with God. Let them go. Stop. And simply come back to loving Jesus with all that you are. It's the most important thing that you can do in your life. It's the place where everything else flows from. Is Jesus, is Jesus calling you back in this moment? Is he calling you back? If he is, then respond to him today. Make the commitment that in 2023, as you're about to step foot onto your unknown land, as you're about to walk into this 
trodden territory. Make the commitment that you will put him first place in your heart. You will love him with everything that you are. First things first in 2023. A year where our focus is to love God and to love others. A year where the full measure of his presence can be with us and the full flow of his favor can rest upon us, where the fire of God can go before us, where the Holy Spirit can flow and carry us. That's a year we can all look forward to together. Amen. Amen. Let's just bow our heads together for a moment, church. Thank you, Jesus. If you felt the call of Jesus for the first time just on your heart, I chose you. I love you. I'm going to give you a chance to respond to him now. And we'll say a prayer, if you can repeat after me, church. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you died for my sins. I believe God rose you on the third day to life. And I look to you as Lord of my life. I give my heart to you today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And just as we keep our heads bowed for a moment and our eyes closed just in this moment, if you've prayed that prayer for the first time, I'm going to ask you to do something brave and just put your hand up so I can see. Just give a few moments longer. Just raise your hand so... We know and we can come alongside you. If you're online, then let us know. We want to make that connection with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Why don't we stand, church? We're going to go into a time of worship. Just let the word of God soak in. If you've responded to God in your heart this morning, and just allow his presence to just come and fill your heart. Just seal the words in your mind, in your heart that we've heard today. Seal that commitment that we've made. 2023 is going to be a good year, but we need the full measure of God's presence. We want the full measure of God's presence. We want his favor all around our lives to flow onto other lives that we connect with, that we interact with thank you, Jesus. We thank you for your presence here in this moment, Lord. We thank you that as we stand at the beginning of a new year, you're with us. You've gone before us. You have plans for us. We thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so good. You never leave us or forsake us. Thank you, Jesus. We're just going to take a moment to worship together. If you want prayer for anything, please come up. We'd love to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Come fly.